listening to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. is all about touchpoint, about relationships, and I'm so excited to get into this. And uh, today we're going to be looking at friendships in particular, next week talking about family, and then the week after uh, we've got uh, Tony Rainbow here speaking from Adelaide, a church in Adelaide, and uh, him and his wife are incredible around the area of relationships. So I know we're going to get so much gold from uh, this series, and uh, in particular today, I love who is joining me on this panel today and I know we're just going to get such richness of God's truth. So we're going to start by praying and then we're going to get into it. Lord, I thank You that You are here with us today. God, I thank You for Your presence. I thank You for the strength of who You are. I thank You that Your idea was relationships. God, the incredible... uh, need that's on the inside of each and every one of us to belong. And I thank you that you put that need in us. And God, you gave us people to fulfill that need. And I pray as we come around this area of relationships that you would speak to us, that you would enrich this area of our lives today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Why don't we thank the team? Thank you. You're amazing. Now, I... I love what Pastor Wayne Alcorn, the word that he brought to us a few weeks ago as a church about the whole, um, I suppose, the goal that is in unity and that real word for us as a church. And I haven't been able to get it out of my spirit since he uh, gave that word to us. And he spoke from John 17, verse 20 to 23. And this is Jesus praying for us today, praying for all believers. And he says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent them. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And I love that whole thought that Jesus is praying that we would be one today, that there is such incredible blessing that comes from unity. And that's why I love this whole topic around relationships, because, you know, it's an amazing concept, this whole thing of being one. But the reality of it is very different. You know, the whole thing of how do you do our relationships in a way that actually means that we are one, that we are together. And this is what today is all about. I love that the Acts Church, all the believers were in one together, had everything in common. That as a church, we are called to be one. I love Pastor Danny's message last week. How incredible was that message? And the importance of when we go through tough stuff, if you didn't hear last week's message, you need to get it online. And uh, all about the loss of his son and the need for us to be one together so we can walk through tough stuff with each other. There's incredible need for each other. I love what Mother Teresa, one of her quotes about the Western world, and she says, the greatest disease in the Western world today is not TB or leprosy. It has been unwanted, unloved, and uncared for. We can cure physical diseases with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness, despair, and hopelessness is love. There are many in the world who are dying today for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. And I, it's amazing when it comes around this sort of relationships, how much we can give to each other. You know, some, often when we think of relationships, we think what we can get. 
you know, the benefit for us. But I'd love us to come from the framework this morning of actually what can I give? What can I be doing better to deepen my relationships? Not just what I can get from others, but how can I be a better friend? What can I be doing in me personally so that I deepen others' relationships, so that I see others walk in greater freedom and no love? So I'd love us to come from that perspective today and everything that's said. And we've got an incredible uh, group of people that... I've asked to be on the panel today. We've got Paul and him and his beautiful wife, Rita, our incredible leaders in our church. And uh, we've got lovely Kina and uh, her husband, Dean, as well, who are fairly new to life, um, just started coming in December last year. And then lovely Ange and uh, her husband, Brendan, as well, who have been part of life for many years now. And Ashford and... uh, Juanita, again, his wife, and you guys have been here for about three years, I think now. Yeah, so three years part of life. So um, I want to start with Paul this morning, and I'm just going to, we're going to do things a little bit differently this morning. I'm actually going to just take a good amount of time with each person, just chatting through their relational world and how it works for them. So Paul, you know, you and Reed are incredible leaders and you open your home to so many, you open your world to so many. And it's what I, I love about you guys is that you've always got room for more people. Um, you know, you're not, um, hey, these, this is my crew and no more, but you're always embracing others. And, you know, why are you guys intentional with that? Mate, that's intentionality. That's all with relationship. Um, you know what, Nadia, it's... it's um, Relationships are a scary word, you know, um, you've really got to give yourself out there, you've got to be vulnerable and having a relationship, you've got to drop down your walls um, and it can be very scary. Rita and I do it because we just really believe that there's so much more for so many people. We like to get into people's world because we believe having a relationship and doing life is not doing it on your own and it's having someone that you can relate to, someone that you can speak to, someone that you can just do a journey with. And it doesn't mean that you have to live out of each other's pockets, but a relationship is having somewhere where you can just be yourself. It's not that you have to impress somebody, um, make it that you're somebody that you're not, but it's just dropping down the walls and saying, hey, this is what I am. This is what I'm going through. You know, we're not robots. Um, We can't just, you know, we are going to be disappointed. We are going to be let down. But it's how we carry ourselves through all that. And a relationship is all about a relationship, one-on-one, you know, we, we talk, we open up to one another. And I think um, what Rita and I love about it is that there's so much potential in people's lives. And sometimes you don't see it. You know, I love this. There's a story in the Bible where it talks about that you can look into a mirror and then walk away and forget what you look like. To me, the mirror is the Bible. The Bible tells us we're more than conquerors. We're a brand new creation. We've got the power that's raised Jesus from the dead that lives inside of us. And sometimes we can so easily be distracted from that and forget that relationship that we have with one another. And it's really important to form a relationship with a a person around you, someone that's going to raise you up and lift you up. Awesome. So good. And I think something that um, you do really well is uh, you 
both of you open your home to others on a regular basis. You go beyond meeting somebody in a church to opening up your home and getting in people's world. You know, you go beyond the the mask, you know, beyond the... um, the exterior, and uh, how, how do you do that, you know, because I think that's actually a real skill today, yeah. you know, social media, yeah. everything, it's so easy just to stay surface level, yeah. how do you go deeper with well, people? I've been blessed, Ruth's a great cook, so when we have people around the table, it's so easy, everyone just oh wow, wow, how amazing is this? But we, Rita and I have learned from a very young age in our Christian walk that our table's the altar, um, we have people at our table and we share what we have with them, our food. But it opens people up at a heart level, not just as, at, a, at a physical level. Um, but that heart level is, again, is opening up to one another. And the beauty of it is that, you know, it's, it's leading people to have a relationship with Christ. So we have people at our table, but we enjoy it, Nadia. We just love having people around, hearing where people are at, because you know what? It's so amazing. You look around the room today and you see friends, family, but God's doing a work in their lives, yeah. and a great work in their lives. And, and we, don't even, we don't even hear about it until you sit someone at your table, open your, your heart to them, be vulnerable, let them, let them know, hey, what you're really going through, and they'll tell you what they're going through, and you'll hear that what God is doing in their lives. And it's amazing. You know, I know God's doing amazing work in people's lives, and having that relationship just opens it up yeah. to moving forward. So good. Mm. I know, um, I know for you personally, there's, um, there's been some relationships in the past where trust has really been broken. There's been a sense of betrayal. Um, how, and obviously that is a reality of relationships. We are people, we disappoint each other, stuff happens when it, you know, in a relational world. So how have you more moved forward from those places to protect yourself, but yeah. then also to, to trust people again, to open up your world to people without being closed off and saying, well, you know, they've done this to me, so that's and, it. And in my Christian walk, that's probably been one of the hardest things, Nadia, to um, drop down the wall. Um, just a little story, and, and I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old. Yeah, all right, I don't look it, but I'm 50 years old, <laughs> right? Nah. So I've seen, I've seen best mates get married, um, their kids born, I've nursed their kids, um, I've seen them get married, and them having kids. You know, I look at some of those kids and, um, you, and I'm just being very open and sharing my, you know, something that I went through. Some of those kids, I, I pretty much grew them up. I um, took them camping, um, taught them how to ride motorbikes, spent a lot of time with them, did more with them than what their actual fathers did. And I'm not putting tickets on myself. I'll enjoy doing things for other children. But as time grew on and things happened in life and whatever, these kids are getting married, having children, um, of their own and because we've put so much time into it and some of those kids that got married hey I wasn't even invited to some of those weddings and yeah it hurt you've given your life to some of these kids and you weren't invited to them weddings and you see them on the street they don't even introduce you to their, to their kids or anything like that but how do you go beyond that is knowing that you don't carry a spirit of entitlement they owe me nothing they really don't owe me anything. And I look at the spirit that I should be carrying, that I want to carry, and that's the spirit of Christ. I want to be able so to carry good. that. I'm not so a person good. that if I don't... My, my way of living is that if I've got something with a brother or sister, hey, go and fix it. Go and speak to them. Get it over the line. Get it, 
fix it. Because I don't want to be one person that walks down the street, sees somebody and have, have them cross the road or I cross the road because we can't say hello to one another. Yeah. And that's, that to me is carrying God's spirit and not the spirit of entitlement. Because when you do something for God, you do it because you love God, you love Jesus and you want to see the best in somebody. But when you do it in a spirit of entitlement, you're owed something. You, you're after something. You want something back. And that's when it gets dangerous. Wow. So good. Come on, why don't we give him a hand, eh? It was brilliant. Well done. Now, Ange, we're going to turn to you now. What I, what I really appreciate about you and Brendan is your loyalty and consistency and faithfulness. You've been um, part of the church now for years, part of many people's lives for years. And uh, you, you do that so well. There's such a consistency about you guys. And it's obviously that consistency brings great fruit in relationships. So you just want to talk about why that's important for you and how you, how you do that, how you stay loyal, how you stay consistent in friendships. Um, I think for us, um, earlier on in our Christian walk, we had an incredible leader that said something that's always stuck with both of us. And it was... You know, make make a decision before you get to a crossroad so that when a situation presents itself, you already know which way you're going to go, what you're going to do. And you can apply that to many areas of life. Um, but for us, you know, we, we just... We just make that commitment. So as far as um, being part of life, when we made that our home, that was our commitment. We did it for ourselves. We did it for God. We do it for every one of you here. That's a commitment. So week in, week out, that's what we're going to do, depending on the season. I mean, not not depending, like no matter what's going on in your world, you're just going to, that's what I've decided, that's what I'll do. And as far as in relationships, you know, um, I love what Paul said about opening up yourself, being vulnerable. But when you make that commitment, hey, you're my friend and, and loving one another like everyone here, when we make that commitment, it's a commitment and we honour it. So, um, you know, it's things that we learn in life that we are going to have disappointments, all of us. We're all going to experience disappointment in relationship. But, you know, where do we go from that? Like, it's a test of our character. And, and if we can walk through it and still love people and, and keep a sweet heart about it, um, it's a good thing. So, yeah, I guess for us, we've just, we, we make decisions before, we, before things present themselves. So we're not rocked when, when things happen, you know. You just, this is what we're going to do. This is who we are. Um, and you stick with it. So good. Um, you know, something I um, really appreciate about you and with the friendship is that you're so encouraging. You know, you'll often um, send people text messages. You're just constantly there to encourage people. So, you know, how is that? Has that been something that's just come naturally to you? Do you make that a priority? How do you cultivate that in yourself? Um, encouragement for me um, is one of my spiritual gifts. So it does... I suppose it does flow more easily than it might for others, but at the same time, you have to make that conscious effort. Um, and I do get a buzz out of encouraging people, and in turn, I do like being encouraged. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, <laughs> thanks. I just got it right then. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I guess cultivating that in every day, you know, our words are so powerful and we can bring the atmosphere wherever we go, whether we're at work or with our unsaved family. Like um, I notice that it can be more challenging for me when I do go home to Newcastle with my family that aren't saved. I notice um, we have a beautiful environment here in church that is encouraging and that is the spirit of God. But, you know, what do we do when we are in the workplace and that's yeah. not there? And what do we yeah. do when we're with our family and it's not there? Like that's for us to 
to put ourselves out there and there's such power in it. Like you can really change the environment that you're in by the words that you speak. And um, I think, you know, don't be intimidated by other people. Usually if someone is putting on a front, like I work with um, doctors and they can be a little bit abrupt and I've found by encouraging them, like you think, you know, I'm a radiographer, they're the doctor, I should just stay quiet. But I've found that there's power in me speaking out and saying, hey, you're doing a great job and it's really changed the dynamic in what my workplace yeah brilliant so it's fantastic but as a friend you know there's also the other side of it we're called to encourage but then we're also called to it's at times to challenge to speak the truth and love and uh and obviously it's a tricky one because it needs to be done right it needs to be done from a place where people will receive it so how how do you do that Yeah, I think um, firstly by loving someone, no matter what the circumstance is in your relationship. But there are times, I think, from going from that superficial level of a friendship that we we start with, but to go deeper, you need to be able to address those real issues. Like when things come up, I think sometimes, even personally, it's happened to me, you can think to yourself, oh, this is hard work. Like maybe I'll just kind of abandon or I'll I'll just stay superficial in this friendship or whatever. But we're called to go further than that and it's when you do do that that the fruit comes and you just have to kind of lay your own agenda aside and think okay how can like what Nad said how can I love that person not just what's in it for me um I'm trying to remember the solid questions (laughs) it's awesome it's brilliant (laughs) and I think it's um it is a tricky one because I think there are times where relation a lot can happen in a relationship you know especially with family there can be a lot of Uh, situations that can get unhealthy so there's also got to be that sense of how do I protect myself how what Paul was talking about before but in a way where I still love the person so you know like it is sometimes there's got to be some boundaries there but how do I still love you know how do I embrace that person completely but doing it in a healthy way I think is is so crucial Um, you know when people go through challenging times and how important has it been to have friends around you when you've gone through really tough stuff? And how are you there for others um, in a way that's not awkward? You know, Pastor Danny was saying last week, uh, he was referring to going through that really hard time and how awkward people were often with him during that time. So how, you know, maybe a bit of insight into that. It's a good one for us because it's been an extremely challenging year for us. You you may not know, but we've had many things happen this year and you kind of think, oh my gosh, and um, what's held us together is one, our relationship with God, but two, the friendships and the people around us. Like there are times when you're in the midst of loss and grief where you can't even see clearly. It's almost like you've got fog over your eyes and you need people in your, you need those relationships to lift you. And I love like Danny, um, Pastor Danny said last week, um, you know, when you can't even stand, you have people that are holding you up um, and, and you just need that. Like if you don't have those close relationships there, you just, your mind can go in all different places and you kind of just crumble. But if you've got those people that are like, hey, you can do this. And um, for us, we were given incredible scriptures and encouragement. Um, One of the scriptures that I won't forget is um, 
um, for God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when you're in the midst of that, where you, nothing even makes sense, like there are things that will happen to us on earth where we won't know until eternity why it happens. And you can't live in that place of why and questioning. You need to, I learned in that time, you have to let go of the questions. You have to trust God, but you have to allow people to speak in and minister to you. And that can even, as far as the not being awkward part, I think... There is a time for saying something and encouraging, but there's also a time and a lot of power in not saying anything um, and just hugging, like just giving someone a hug. Like I came to church one week and people, they just hug you. And honestly, for the first few weeks after uh, we experienced loss, um, I would just cry. Like there were services where I, I just could not stop crying. In the foyer, I couldn't stop crying and I might have been a bit more quiet that week, you know, but it's fine. You just keep coming and... and you have people around you so you can get through it because I think a temptation could be to not come to church. You think, oh my gosh, like, and you are in this pit of despair. We all go through it, but you come. You just, like I said earlier, you make that commitment, you keep coming and you really experience a love greater than you could have imagined. Yeah, so I encourage Amazing. you to keep coming. Amazing. The power of staying and what happens when you just stay. Because life is not ideal and uh, we need each other in those, in those times. So it's awesome, Ange. Why don't we thank Ange for that great wisdom. So we're going to move to Ashford now. Ashford, we love you guys. Love you and your wife, Juanita. And uh, I think you guys moved here from Brisbane. And before Brisbane, you were in New Zealand. You met Juanita in Brisbane. And so... Um, you know, you guys have um, moved a few different places and how important has it been through moving around to get connected? Um, yeah, well, so originally from New Zealand, moved over uh, six years ago to Brisbane, there for four years, um, met my wife, Juanita, and then we moved down here about two and a half years ago. Um, and it's taken me that long to really understand the Australian culture um, it's like I'm only just getting it's, it's very different New Zealand and Australia incredibly different um, but I think I'm just there now um, we're very complex creatures um, but on that note like whenever like I, like I love moving and, and as much as it's sort of um, you know there's some people that do like to sort of you know settle and that kind of thing and, and but for me it's like I love the new experiences and that kind of thing and um, but I think one thing that I do whenever I do move is I get myself into a church and I intentionally get myself involved and serve yeah, because that. that's the easiest way to make friends and to meet new people and that kind of thing. Um, because it's, it's hard. Look, it's hard. Like you can only do so much in the foyer. You know, you can only say, oh, yeah, how you going? You're a good week. That only takes you so far. <laughs> So the serving, like, it's, it's incredible. And the thing is that a commu- uh, the church is naturally a community-spirited place. So it's so easy to just, if you're involved, and when you come sort of, you know, in your teams and that kind of thing, and I'm going to unashamedly um, plug the technical team at the back. Um, you yeah, know, boys. We, 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 you know, the, the, the only reason people look half-decent on the stage is because of the lighting, okay? <laughs> so we're already doing miracles just there. But if you... If you want to be involved, or you, you find, you know, it's a great place to go. There's lighting. There's there's Ashford, the screens and stuff. Ashford, would you happen to lead the lighting team? Uh, look, maybe. <laughs> it, it, look, it's, it's you know. Anyway. Um, but it's, it's great because then you come together and you, you're on a common ground and then there's not that kind of awkward like, oh, what do we talk about? Because you've got stuff to do and that kind of thing. And, um, uh, and yeah, there was something else I was going to say. Um, 
No, I think I think that yeah. Uh, you covered it well. Yeah, okay, it was good. good. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I do every every time. It's, I think it's it's very important and it's it's good. Awesome, and I think um, culturally today it's such a big thing because life is so transient. You know, we move cities. Um, there's so much going on at life, and it could be very easy to move to a new place and be like, "Well, look, I don't really need to get connected with people because I may not be here long." But I've never seen you guys do that. You know, from day one, you were like, "We're here. We are getting involved. There's no plan B. This is it for us." And so. Um, why? Just some thoughts around that, Ash. Like the importance of doing that. Um, or show of hands, who is actually a born and bred Melbourneian here? No, it's probably what a wow. third, maybe Amazing. a third, maybe a little more. Okay, so there's there's a significant amount of people here that are either from interstate or from another country. Um, so I think it's uh, there's obviously you know what I'm going to sort of talk about. I guess is going to help. It's important for people that are sort of moving here and maybe Melbourne, like me and my wife, we may not be here forever. There is sort of in some opportunity else. What are you talking I mean, about? <laughs> look, I'm just, whatever the Lord says, just we go. Just mute that mic, you know, boys. Talk to the Lord, don't talk to me. Uh, but, um, mute that mic. <laughs> the... Uh, we 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 know that when we're we're okay with that, and and that's the thing. And and I think that when even though that because it is it's so easy to just come and go. You know, well, you know, we might be gone in six months. We might be gone in four years or something or other. But I still think it's it's so important. And, and what I believe is is collaboration will always provide a better result. And I work as a um, producer in advertising, and so on the shoot day, um, I'm the director. And uh, Pretty much I have the idea and I have the vision, but I have crew around me that are essential for us to get the best result that we can. I bounce ideas off them. They see things that I didn't see that can save the shoot and that kind of thing. And I know for a fact that at the end of it, we're going to get a far better result than what I could have done if I did it by myself. And so even though you might be here for a little bit of time, I think it's so important to get people, crew around you in your life that are going to invest time into you, that you're going to be able to invest time into them as well because it goes both ways. Um, I think that it's, it's, it's essential. And there's, you know, throughout Proverbs and stuff, there's all these verses about, you know, iron sharpens iron, walk with the wise and you'll become wise. Um, and so I think that when we do life in isolation... Um, we, you know, like these guys talked about it as well, that you, you, your thoughts can go in a direction that shouldn't go or you might make decisions incorrectly and you don't have those safeguards around you where you can bounce out, bounce out ideas. Um, the other verse that I really like is Ecclesiastes. I can't remember the numbers. But um, it's uh, two are better than one um, because of the return of their labour is good. And more often than not, we relate that verse to sort of marriage, and it's always talked about with marriage, but I think it's equally as applicable to friendship because um, uh, we, we never know what, what's around the corner. You could walk out this door after the service and you could be told some bad news. And if you don't have people that you can rely on and you can go to, um, then, then you're going to be alone. You can make some you know, poor decisions, and life's so much easier and better when you've got collaboration. Love it. Last question. We can't be incredibly long with this one, but what I love about you is that you've got a great ability to be light with people, to do the superficial level really well, but then you're also very intentional because, you know, you're not just a funny guy, but you're also very intentional with building building relationships with people that really matter. So 
you know, how do you how do you do that? How do you do both well? Well, I think um, uh, I think the, the superficial small talk and all that kind of thing is, is it sometimes has sort of a negative stigma to it, and people go, "Oh, well, you know, they're being insincere." But it's sort of almost like a rite of passage to get to that sort of deeper level. So. Um, I think for me, you know, having that, starting the conversations with people, building, beginning building relationships at that kind of level is okay. It's when you hang out there for too long, then it becomes, you know, that the, the genuinity. That's not a word. <laughs> Don't worry. Anyway, um, when it, you know, you need to get get past that. And I think what the intentional thing that I do is to get to that next level is the listening. It's not actually the talking as much as my wife would attest that I just talk and sometimes I rant to the living room and it's just her and she's got to absorb everything and you know, I feel for her. But anyway, she's a woman of few words, but powerful few words. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, uh, what I find is it's actually the listening part and, and I do intentionally try and listen and, and it's when you engage with questions and you listen, that's when you can take it to that next level and it will naturally switch from that sort of superficial um, into the more deeper deeper level. Um, so I think it's, it's intentionality about that, that, um, that side of things and sometimes it does take a bit of work, you know, unfortunately relationships don't just happen. Yeah. That's right. Well, why don't we give him a hand? Brilliant, Ash. Well done. <laughs> Kina, um, what I love about you guys is that you were previously involved in a church for many years, I think 18 for you and 22 for Dean, um, and there's been a shift that's happened for you guys, so you're here now, which is brilliant, but what I love about you guys is you've, you've thrown yourself in 100%, you're just outgoing, meeting people all the time. Has this, you know, that outgoing, confident, has that been something that's... Um, come naturally to you? Are you really intentional with that, being that way? Yeah, well, we were a part of the church for a very long time, 18 years, Dean 22 years, so we'd grown a lot of awesome um, friendships. We'd met at church. Dean chased me down there at that church. Um, We'd started a family together, along with all our friends, so we'd grown up and we'd always intended to be a part of a church and see our um, children grow. So when a change did happen, and quite suddenly, in a nice way, um, we found ourselves at life, it was actually really challenging for me because, in a way, it was beginning again. And for me, um, my kind of nature, I haven't always been an outgoing person naturally. I remember I've actually always been a little bit socially awkward. I've had to kind of learn how to kind of fit in in a good way. I remember one of my first jobs was... um, a helper at a fashion store and my boss would say to me, you've got to go and, you know, get to know the customer. Well, one time I got to know them too well and I was asked on a date afterwards, so it was really hard for me to find that this is just, we're just chatting at a good level or are we going out? (laughs) She really likes me. (laughs) So that's something that has been tricky. I've um, found myself in many awkward situations and when that happens, it kind of scares you off a little bit because you're like, I don't want that to happen again. So when we came to life, I, you know, when you're starting something amazing and these kind of things, little things kind of prick up again. And so they did. And I was like, you know, am I going to fit in? Am I going to be weird? Are they going to be weird? How is all this going to work? Um, And so actually what was really awesome about that was that Dean and I spoke about it and we decided, no, Mark, we're going to, no matter what, we're just going to get straight in there and we're just going to continue on from where we were at our church. So um, even though I felt uncomfortable at times, really putting myself out there. 
I followed it through because there's a bigger picture to it. It's, it doesn't stop at what my feelings are. And for us, the bigger picture was that we wanted to be part of a church community. We know what a church community has to give and what value it has to give, but also what value we have to give. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that we don't want to miss out on. Yeah. And we don't want our children to miss out on. So we kind of just were like, we're just all in and let's just see how that happens. I think we're at camp within two weeks at summer camp, were, which was yeah. the best thing we did. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what I love about you guys is you're inviting people to church all the time. It's like, you know, a lot of weeks is a new person that you're bringing. So again, are you intentional about that? Inviting Yeah, others? it's a little bit of both. So um, straight off, it's one of those things when you find a good thing, you want everyone to try it out. Um, if you find a good cafe or a good restaurant, you're like telling your mates, let's catch up there. Let's go and see this place. So for us, you know, Honestly, genuinely, life has been that. It is an amazing church. It is such a healthy place to bring people, awesome environment. Um, And so we've just naturally told everybody about it. And some people are curious and some people want to come and check it out. So they do. And when we hope they come back because we know it's a good ground for them to grow. Um, But other times, totally intentional. Um, You know, we're fortunate enough to be able to have some influence in people's lives around us through growing relationships and through just being doing life together. So, you know, one of the things I love about life is that you guys have themes and you let people know what's coming up. So sometimes I might know about a theme and so I'll be like on the phone, I reckon this week will be awesome for you. Just come and check it out. No expectation. There's nothing that you need to do afterwards, but I think you might get something out of it. And then adding that jumping castle for parents, that's the best thing. And food afterwards. You don't have to feed your kids. Yeah. You know, you make it easy. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. Love it. Um, you know, when, um, one thing I um, really appreciate about you, Kina, is that you're very open, very uncomplicated. There's just this real um, genuineness you get from you, a, a great simplicity. Has that been something that, again, you've, you've really cultivated in shaping who you are today? Um, I reckon one time I was complicated. If you ask Dean, first two years of marriage, (laughs) Keena's in the complicated section. (laughs) And I think being complicated can sometimes make you a really open person because you've been there, done that. Life's too short to get hung up on a bunch of stuff. So it opens you up to be able to appreciate people where they're at, no matter who, where, what, all that kind of stuff. And there's just no strings attached. Like... I'm doing the best with my life and I want to do the same for you. And if I can help you on that journey, then please, I would love to. I love people. Um, but I think maybe that's what it is. I don't, I don't know. I don't try to be... It just isn't, I'm just naturally who I am and I'm okay with that. So, and I want other people to experience, you know, being loved, being, you know, just you are who you are and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. Very focused on the bigger picture. I love that about about you guys. Um, And how have people and relationships shaped who you are today? We'll just end on that today. How have they shaped who you are? Um, Absolutely, relationships and friendships play a huge role in who you become. I think it's even a proven fact that the five people that you spend most time with, you kind of glean off them and they become a part of your personality. Um, So... I'm, I'm super intentional about who I allow in my life to speak into my life. Um, and Dean is one of those people, my husband. So we've kind of been 
you know, a real encouragement for one another. But I have a huge variety of friends um, that I glean off and that I get insights into, you know, everyday life. So it's a huge part of it. Brilliant. I love it. Why don't we give Keena a hand as well and everybody. So awesome. I'm going to ask Pete to come up for keys because um, every every service, we always want our services to come back to what does our relationship with Jesus look like? Because that ultimately is what it all comes back to. You know, today we've been talking about relationship with each other and how God is the centre of all of that. But ultimately it comes back to are we connected to Jesus? Are we connected to the greatest relationship of all? And what I love about our God is that He is so relationally focused. You know, he, Jesus came and died on the cross because God wanted to be connected with us relationally so that sin would not get in the way, our wrongs wouldn't get in the way, and that we could come to Him just as we are, be embraced as we are. How amazing is that? Like we can get so familiar with that truth as Christians that we can come to our God just as we are and He loves us and He takes us and He accepts us. You know, because all of us, we're on a journey. None of us are perfect. None of us do relationships perfectly. We're not on this panel today because we do relationships perfectly. It's just things that's been learned along the way. And I love that about our God is that He takes us and He wants to lift us to a new place. But it happens because we're relationally connected with Him first and foremost, because He is perfection. He is the perfection that we need. And so what I'd love as we end today to close, it'd be great if we could all just close our eyes and bow our heads. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.